podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Oh, why'd you have to do that? Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Episode number 114. Guys, summer is over, apparently. I don't know. I haven't been outside, but... I'm glad that you're here with me. And who is here with me today? Is that Russ I hear? Yeah, and I'm thinking of ending things. Is that also Peter I hear? Uh, yeah, I, I am being forced to take the subway. <laughs> and is that Alex? Uh, I'm also not leaving my house. <laughs> Very good. If you don't have to, you just don't. Because it's not like movie theaters are open, so what would I do outside anyway? Um, but yeah, it is, it's the end of September, we're here, we're talking about movies again, a bunch of movies have actually dropped recently, which is awesome, um, depending on which movie we're talking about, uh, so let's start it off with the most recent release from Netflix, Enola Holmes, Enola you got it. Holmes, Enola Holmes, when Enola Holmes, Sherlock Holmes's chief sister discovers her mother. She sets off to find her, becoming a super sleuth in her own right, as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy around a mysterious young lord. Uh, so we are not the target demographic for this movie. God, this movie so. is boring. Uh, it, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was, I thought it was like cute, and at times it was so twee that in, in a little cloying. Uh, but overall, I was totally. It was totally fine. Yeah, I I, 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 I think that this, to watch this for sure. Definitely. I don't know that I would because I feel like I was sitting there. This movie was two and a half, two hours, a little over two hours. Try some four minutes, like, right? Yeah, it is. I was like, if I was twenty years younger which may be the demo i think i'd i think i'd be more bored i just i i i liked the overall idea of this movie and i liked i li- i thought millie bobby brown is probably is a, is a good enola sure but something just wasn't connected and i was really bored and also henry Cavill's was no, he he's the most jacked, handsome Sherlock Holmes could ever be. <laughs> like, are you kidding? I like Henry Cavill a lot. He's a lot of things, but he is not Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Um, I was like, this I, guy I, looks I, like he could kick the shit out of everyone. Yep. Henry Cavill, Sherlock Holmes looks like, well, I can read everything about a person just by the way they stand, which basically means someone looks at him, and I would just spill all my secrets. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. People are just like distracted by how like cool and good looking he is that they just tell him they committed a crime. Yeah, So I think that the problem is that the first hour of this movie, because I guess is this a book series? Well, that's the it's thing. a lot of setup. This really, yeah, feels, it, it, it's so much exposition. It feels like it was supposed to be like a six-hour miniseries. Yeah, yeah, we see and, that yeah. a lot. And they didn't yeah. get the money because, as you said, as you were saying, like it's a lot of setup. But it, but they also really go like at a hundred percent effort in every little diversion away from the plot. So yeah. it feels every couple of scenes feels like it should have been a full episode of something yes. else, and it just it, it you can never it, get in the groove. And yeah, it, it's it, like an episodic it, franchise that has episodes within the movie in and of itself. But then the last half of the of it, it like I feel like the plot kind of kick, kick, picks up because they realize, holy shit, we're running yeah. out of time. But, like, I, I, I wish you just got there because I would watch her find people. I that episodically. Yeah, yeah. But like once she stopped, like once she stopped literally winking at the camera, uh, that's when yeah. I kind of got got into it more. So that's um, the thing. I actually, so it, whether it be High Fidelity or Wayne's World, I really enjoy it when the main character just talks straight to the camera. <laughs> and this had ample of that. 
Yeah, I think this was oddly oddly enough for being like kind of a younger teen thing, seemed to be going for like a flea bag vibe. Which is weird, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I think you're going in the same direction. Yeah. There was a priest that you Yeah, no, that's just, Um I, don't know. I, I thought it was I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I, oh, yeah, it's, I, I don't think it's a bad movie by any respects, but it's definitely it's not. I just like I thought that this was something that could have been more than it was. It like, she's very thirty good. minutes shorter would have been fantastic. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. think the whole cat, like as, as distracting as some of the the casting is, I think for the most part they got like a pretty big cast in it, and most everyone's good. Um, yeah, I, I mean Henry Cavill's it, just distractingly massive, but I thought Austin Clayton as my for what he was he good. Is supposed to be, he's good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I really didn't. Have, yeah, it, it just I was it was missing a little bit more excitement, and I feel like once it actually well, once you see her I, really get to detecting, it becomes a little bit more lively. Yeah, that and that that's a what I think its its biggest problem is that like the mystery doesn't feel that important. Because no. there's two mysteries going on, and it becomes very obvious that they're going to be inter- like like you can kind of see where it's going. And I get that it's again for a younger audience, so it's probably a little bit more entertaining for them. But uh, I, I didn't find myself like questioning what was going on. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this is going to be yeah, a conspiracy no, with these people. Like it, all, it almost felt like it could have been like again. It feels like a Yeah. Each episode could be like figuring out a little mystery in service of the larger one. Well, so like it, little mystery, but then like stretch it out to figure out the mom stuff by the season finale. But it all well, happens in one movie, like there are multiple mysteries. Because ultimately, the mom stuff kind of didn't matter. She just shows <laughs> up that much. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, I was like, but also when she says like, no, you gotta like, I, I had to be heard. It's like. You didn't do anything. <laughs> you literally didn't do anything. I don't know if I missed something, but but here's a slight spoiler if you want to jump ahead 15 seconds. It kind of feels like the mom was like, well, I was about to blow shit up, and Enola was just like, well, I counted the votes correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Which, which as my, it goes to my thing, it was like, they're just clearly, mo- the mom was supposed to be a bigger overarching thing and supposed to lead to more, but they squished it into two hours yeah. from whatever length they thought it was going to be before. And it's just, and it left me at the end being like, I just don't know why we did this. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Story-wise. That, I think it's, that I think said, it's, I would see yeah. another one. Oh, yeah. Because I, I not, weirdly would too. It's weird. Like, I, I Uh, and and look, but the relationships between the siblings have been established, and I think adding a third Holmes kind of makes things a little bit more fun. I just want to see a third, another movie happen. Totally, but I get it; it's fine. Yeah, that kid's moving. All right. Anybody have any last words on Enola Holmes? No. All nope. right. So let's move on to one of the first documentaries of this podcast. Um, and Pete, Alex, tell us a little bit about Feels Good, man. Yeah. Okay. So uh, do we need a rust down or anything for these ones? Or not bothering? Well, it's a documentary. It's a documentary. Tell me what it's about. Yeah. All right. So it, it, it's a documentary about Pepe the Frog. And specifically about the creator who's uh, Matt Fury um, and how he created this character from his cartoon and it takes how it became from that to like a symbol of like being on 4chan, being a symbol right to now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Pepe the Frog is now on the like official like anti defamation League's like hate symbol list. Which is yeah. a, oh, that's that's fucking horseshit. Which is a huge issue for him as its creator. Yeah, 
because he's just like kind of like nice San Francisco, easygoing, like kind of hippieish dude. Yeah. Who just like never went after anyone for using his creation. He's like, no, go for it, man. And then of course it like turned into this crazy thing. Right. Um, a lot of this documentary kind of feels like it feels like the actual documentary version of, of the movie Clint Eastwood's been trying to make lately. Like, oh, it, like a, a dude getting railroaded on something that like oh, yeah. didn't do anything bad. He was trying to do something and it's like a nice, it, it is it, and like his comic is like very cute and very endearing. He and like made that movie a lot lately. Yeah, he really. Has. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see. Is that Richard Jewell? Is that I, yeah, I didn't see. Totally Richard. Richard Jewell, Sully, yep. whatever. Yeah. Um. So he's just like a very sweet man, which is odd. Which is very funny that like the other documentary that me and Alex saw is kind of about the same thing. That, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think maybe it's because. Earlier this year, with the South by Southwest stuff, I watched that feeling when No Girlfriend. I really didn't want another for a four chan explanation. And oh yeah, definitely spends too much time on that because every time they switch back to like what Matt Fury was going through, I thought it was a hundred times more interesting. In this movie, I think it took like twenty five minutes to explain four chan and how things went poorly, and I don't think that's the interesting part of the story. Right. It, 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 it's it's like not at all. Tony Hawk and, documentary, just going through the history of skateboarding before it actually gets to the Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually a very apt comparison. Uh, I, I will say, though, I love the way this documentary was um, like put together and like edited and like the interstitial animations um, yeah. and everything that they do. Like, I, I think visually, it's, it's really entertaining. Um, and, and they go, and I, I, say, I kind of wish they, like, kind of. I almost wish they had gone into, like, some of the weirder side of the internet stuff because, like, they do some of that with, like, rare Pepe's and, like, like people using Pepe's as, like, Bitcoin cryptocurrency. <laughs> oh, it's, it's huge in crypto. It's it's insane. And, like, that crazy feel a little, like, without focus. Yeah, it gets bloated. And I think that that's kind of its... Because I think um, it's, we had a very sweet main character that we – like, he feels like an R. Crumb character. Like, right. like an R. Crumb type, which makes that, like, Crumb documentary so good because we really just follow Crumb. Yeah, the whole time, yeah. And I wish we did that a little bit more, And except, like, as – but Alex, like, is right. Like, some of that stuff's, like, really interesting, but it, it just feels out of place. And it – but it leads to that, like, nice moment in which he's actually talking to, like, one of the heads of the uh, ADL – yeah. Who kind of? He's like, and he's like, come on, man, take it off. And he's like, I can't do that. And it's kind of that nice. It kind of ends in that fun little space because he's like, what would that accomplish? It's like it's still going. Like even though it might be like you're doing all this stuff to try to save it, even though some of his like attempts to save it were like hilariously fail. He's like, <laughs> oh you're yeah, trying, you're trying to change this around, but taking it off, like, what does that do for you? Because the answer at the end of the day, which they don't really talk that much about, is so he could make money off of it. Yeah. Right. Which granted sucks that he makes zero dollars off of it. Right. And there are people, as you said, there are like crypto people that have made hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it. Well, and, and then like you see like the moments like where he's got uh, a Pepe the Frog clothing line in his garage that he had to destroy. Oh, it's man. like you see these things where it's just like, oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I do agree with Peter that there's there's a lot of exposition and bloat at, uh, there. Um, but for, like, for instance, my, my girlfriend, who didn't really know anything about 4chan and any of this stuff, uh, for her, this whole thing was mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. And, and was, like, glued to the entire thing. <laughs> I think if I didn't see that other documentary, I would have I enjoyed a great deal more, like, that section of this film a great deal more. Or, or if you weren't on 4chan so much. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Well, like Stan Lee always said, everyone's documentary, everyone's documentary is somebody's first 4chan documentary. So, it's got to, so, got to um, so that transitions well into the You Cannot Kill David Arquette if you want to do that real quick. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the same thing. David Arquette famously um, or infamously or very not famously won the WW, I'm sorry, WCW world title while promoting Ready to Rumble, the his wrestling yeah. And this was at a time in which like, he was on the downslope because he's been typecasted from the screen movies as being like a doofus. 
Um, yeah. And and wrestling was something he loved, and he's looked at as this like killer of it. He's also not not to just like typecast him from that. Also, his like public persona was always kind of doofy. To be fair, like yeah. Like, and those, the, remember those one eight hundred CAL ATP ads? Like he was doing a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. But- but it has this, like, interesting moment. Like, he was on the rise. Like, they show this Vanity Fair cover of, like, all – it's, like uh, – It's, like, him, Leonardo DiCaprio and, like uh, – <laughs> And it's, like, 90s, like, young actors. And then, like, you see what happens to his career. But he always, like – it's very interesting because he's, like – it's clear that he's always – he's always had anxiety. And he's always blamed himself for what happen, happened to wrestling. And he feels see, that he hurt the thing he loves. Okay. Uh, see, I didn't know that part of it, That's like his own kind of like demons with it, um, because it's like it, it's just following wrestling. He had always been kind of a punchline for it for so many years. Right. And like, it's very interesting watching like something that you have almost weirdly taken part of, like watching all these like videos and all these other things making fun of him and like seeing that other side of it. Uh, that was a, a weird kind of like way that it kind of brought, brings in almost like a personal side to it. Yeah, um, that, this documentary kind of mirrors Feels Good Man. It's just someone reckoning with something that they did that got out of hand by no fault of their own. They were doing something they love or they were interested in. Right. And it was taken in a in this other direction. Um, huh. And that that story of the center of it, of him trying to almost redeem himself by like training and wrestling and doing all this stuff is very, is so interesting because it is a story about like, he is a very sweet man who's just looking for like, you know, a little solace and a little peace of mind through this. And, and hates those eight legged freaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm looking and, at and, his uh, filmography right now. It really did derail his career. Yeah. Like, when you look at where yeah. he, did, what he had done previously, so his output afterwards. Was it like, like was Evolution, but, like the last big one that he was in? Was he in Evolution? No. He's not in no. Evolution. All right. Was it like... Yeah, they're going to show Jones. So, no. I will say this movie gets a little hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. Um, because you start... He, he starts getting into, like, for instance, like deathmatch wrestling... And for a guy that's already, what, like, 48? Um, I mean, you literally at one point almost watched the guy die. Seriously? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, he almost dies in one match. And, and it's – but it's 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 just that really thing of, like, he really – this means so much to him. That and, see him as someone who has the same love and care for the wrestling business that he does. I'm sorry. He wants them to see that he has the same love that they do. Oh, because I mean, the dude, like, I, I guess this is a spoiler for, you know, skip six ahead, but uh, the dude literally gets like stabbed in the, what, like the jugular and like oh. goes back and finishes a match. Yeah. Holding his like blood into him. Holy yeah. crap. Okay. Um, I would say the one, the one annoying part about this, some of the family footage seems a little, uh, staged at time <laughs> and there's a couple scenes that feel like that but it's fine because like it's almost i i've read some reviews that i agree with that like it's almost wish that they make they went a little more staged to kind of make this like a weird wrestling sort of documentary with it oh, yeah. yeah because it is successful by the end of it when it's really just like you god this guy was like this means so much to him and that's what's so interesting to watch it um, yeah, like, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think especially with just, like, wrestling stuff, sometimes, like, you just, you watch these, and it's, like, very difficult, because you're just like, stop, wrestling is not worth it to be, <laughs> like, you want to <laughs> yell that to people. Um, but it's, it ends up being like a really, uh, a pretty touching story, and again, like, I, I guess, like, to kind of feedback what Peter said, I have. Uh, it is like I think produced by his wife, right? Oh, really? <laughs> or like done by his wife. So it's like it's definitely like a, a I guess a biased thing, whatever. But, oh, absolutely. Um, That's what I was getting at before. But but I think his actual emotions in it lifted above that issue. Me too. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, what, uh, let's move on. Let us yeah. move on. All right, let's, let's do, let's, yeah, how about Antebellum? Who wants to talk about Antebellum? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, also, please give me a rust down because let's, I need to know. You got it, you got it. Before we get into it, um, spoilers. Let's just spoil the crap out of it, too. Yeah. Please. Yeah. He doesn't do it. It will save job. a lot of. Antebellum. Uh, let me, okay, let's just let's get through this. Antibella. I was gonna watch this movie during lunch today, and then <laughs> let it. Yeah, better off not. Yeah, Antebellum, directed by two guys. Um, successful author Veronica Henley finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must end up covering the line, and they want to find them in fucking mystery before it's too late. Um, it's basically like, what if there was a real world and it was full of real people, not robots and also like reenacted slavery but no one knew that ah. wait I couldn't understand a word you said Russ yeah it's like it's okay so it's have you so, seen the trailer for this uh, 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 Alex no and I did not know Tonomo Renee was the main character yeah what <laughs> this is her first starring role yeah. what yeah the movie does not do a good job whatsoever of obscuring what the timeline of the film is. Like it's it's separated. I knew immediately. The, it's separated oh, yeah. into the acts, and it's just from minute one, from the trailers, and even from the fucking synopsis. No. It is modern times, and she's out, she's being she is a slave on a plantation that is like a theme park for racists. Right. And then, no. And then all of a sudden, it's basically it like, like cuts like to her in Westworld. It's like it cuts to her waking up, and you're just like, "Oh, was fuck she off!" A dream about this? Nah, it's a flashback to like the day yeah, before then, she gets captured. Yeah. Well, we see the flashback, and then it comes back, and we kind of see the cracks in the in the quote unquote plantation. Yep. But it's it doesn't it has nothing to say at all. No, no, no. no. no, no this was just, hey, do you do you, do you want to watch uh, fucked women get murdered? Like women get raped and killed. If you if you're tired of seeing it in a in like a traditional horror movie, uh, we're gonna try to give you what we believe is I believe they believe they're making something that is woke. I oh, do. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I cannot tell you how fucking tone deaf this movie. It's it is it's it's uh, it's fucking blows me away. I almost didn't see it, and then I saw the two morons made it one was white one was black and i was like okay well one of them was black i'll see it and this it it it, it i i don't think i've seen a worse movie in a long time it is oh my god in every way shape of the form and you know it right away it, it, it was like nothing is more offensive than something that makes it smart yeah it, it felt like my take was like it felt like these two dudes listened to what that bullshit Kanye was spewing about 400 years of slavery sounds like a choice to him. And they were like, they were like, we feel a way about that. And let's make a movie about how we feel about that. And yet don't really, they don't know what they feel. Yeah. They say nothing. They also really don't know how to direct women at all. Because like, she's supposed to be this like powerful, you know, queen. Uh, I used quotes. Um, but the writing is so poor that in her speech, I'm like, what, what are you, what, what is your actual job? But you're just saying patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy. And they're like, oh, I think that's what a woman, uh, we talk about, right? It's just two morons made a movie. Yeah. And it's like, I think, I feel like each one of them has poor, each one has poor instincts that the other one says, yeah, 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 no, 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 that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. So the piece of the the backstory that locks this movie is that these two guys got their start producing, um, producing uh, like video videos for social like social justice campaigns. Oh, okay, okay. Which is they have no idea. Like they have no idea about what they want to say because no one's telling them what to say. Oh no, my god! And, and, they, and they ultimately end up saying, like, what they end up saying is worse than if they just said something I don't agree with. 
If it's yeah. basically just like, hey, watch uh, watch women um, uh, get raped and killed for for no reason, and <laughs> uh, have miscarriages, and and now it's just like a, a new a new way to to like witness people's pain. But I, are you trying? It's still happening today. No, you're not. You're not you're, they're not drawing any parallels to anything at all. No. And I find that insane in a movie that came out this year yep. that they're not saying a fucking thing. Yeah. Yep. It, it just feels like they went to a studio <sighs> and said, Have you guys seen Get Out? And the studio said, Well, we saw its box office returns. Right. Like, oh, yeah. 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 You guys think you can do and that? They, all right. And then they shook hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, my God. I read. I was reading an article today that said so. The reviews uh, of Antebellum have been polarizing, and that's offensive to polarizing. I don't know a single. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking right. No, I'm looking right now. Variety gave it a 90 on wow. Metacritic. According to this, USA Today 75, wow. Entertainment Weekly 67. Those no. are the green reviews. Yeah. Those are the only green reviews, though? I'll never read those publications ever again. Yeah, that's kind of the end of it. That's, this is like, I'll be honest, I can't tell if this makes me, like, morbidly curious or, like, I'm just so disgusted I never want to get touched it. That's all I'm going to say is find a way to see it without giving it any money. Yeah. Absolutely. Paid 20 bucks for this thing, and I was not happy. Oh, no! Tigs. Any good review, I think, is just, like, thinking, well... The end had some, like, revenge to it. Isn't right. okay. is it not? Yeah. All right, let, let, let me read you the last, the last bit of um, a Variety's review. Okay, I'll hear it. Um, the suspense until now, keyed large as a threat of danger in unknown circumstances, actually intensifies as the secrets of Antebellum become clear, revealing the scope of this conspiracy in layers. Bush and Renz orchestrate the ensuing reversal of power with a symbolic force that goes beyond the stylistic, reaching into the realm of the iconic. What? <laughs> Just as Captain Jasper branded Eden early on, the co-directors sear certain imagery and ideas in audiences' heads using the power of the horror genre to no. reach deep into America's collective no. psyche. This no. yeah, while so Antebellum is no ordinary zombie movie, it treats Alex, systemic racism... Stop. Okay. Yep. This that person <laughs> saw a different movie, like a hundred percent. That I, I'm like I, I'm currently tense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this. This is it, it is the worst movie I've ever seen. Alex, if you want to watch it for free, I know a way. I know. I, yeah, I know. I got you. It's just completely like anyone you have. If you have rose tinted glasses, it's just because you know the one thing that you that in 2020 that this movie is going to end with her killing racists. Right. And that's and that's sure. it. But it says nothing on the way there. In the in the imagery sucks. There's no there's nothing to it. It's not iconic. No, <laughs> no it is definitely and if not anything, iconic. That's like what a hollow victory. Like if we're, if we're living in a reality. That you weren't able to make like a fucking Westworld theme park uh, for for like race racist fantasies. You think just killing some people and ending that park is is, is putting that world in a, in a better place? Their systemic yeah. racism is more fucked than ours. So there is no victory there. I don't know what yeah. the fuck is. And there's no about. there's no mystery. So once no. The, no. once there's mystery, there's no horror. it's just yeah. Once there's no mystery or no horror, it's just like. Slavery scenes and yep. you knew and you figured it out. And I I kind of figured it out as soon as the first lynching happened. I was like, oh okay, I know what this is. Oh no, yeah, just yeah. Lynch number one. You'll if I think it's it. There's some clear giveaways. Yeah, the the first woman who runs straight at the camera, looking down the barrel in like the very slow opening shot, has a nose ring. <laughs> yeah, like a cool hipster modern nose ring. I was like, oh, okay. This is modern. Oh. All right. Let's and then see. everyone else who's there I is like, hate, I hate so, it. Like, I hate like, being a slave. This like sucks. I'm like, no one talked like that back then. Uh, 
Kiersey Clemens. So, yeah, the movie is, is so... It, yeah, what? new movie. Okay, new, new, new movie. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, let's go to... Okay, well, we only have uh, a couple of others um, that we've all seen. So let's move... Yeah, all right, let's move on to the final documentary in our documentary-a-thon. Uh, no, there are two documentaries. No, no, there's two more. Are there? Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. one. Russ, tell him about the documentary he doesn't even know about. I didn't even know this. This so, Wait, this isn't actually about an octopus? You don't know that my octopus teacher is a documentary? <laughs> Again, frankly, thought it was an anime just... and, was, and was confused why you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a spinoff of My Hero Academia. That's exactly what I thought. Let, let me take a quick, uh, a, a it's quick an octopus. Uh, divergence to uh, my octopus teacher. Does he so, teach you how to raise a god and... This movie, no, Alex. Um, <laughs> this movie is. It is a documentary on Netflix, so everyone has the ability to watch it. It is about a man who, like a, a documentary filmmaker, who uh, just forges a friendship with an octopus in a South African kelp forest. And it's his year, docu- it's a documentary of his year going from like uh friends to like super close friends with this octopus and wait where he goes and dives every single day for a full year it it, it that's a it, it, but you're just watching a, like a human and a, an octopus just get really really tight with each other it's beautiful does it end man grizzly man though hmm? does it end like grizzly man no, that would be. It doesn't like Grizzly Man, but you will cry. You cannot okay. hear the the oh, recording of the this. bears, the bears. This octopus. But honestly, it, it's it's one of the most touching things I've ever seen, and I don't. It doesn't make any sense why it is. It's like just you're just watching a guy dive, and like it's honestly the footage is also really beautiful because it's got all these really like, awesome cameras, and he's swimming and diving areas where humans pretty much don't go um but it's just kind of like watching this outsider as in a human just like become part of the ocean it's like what if um the shape of water wasn't about like a Uh like a romantic relationship but just like (laughs) kind of like that um that uh prehistoric movie that alpha that alpha movie with the kid uh domesticating the first dog alpha and omega (laughs) Alpha no, it's just Alpha. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Alpha is only this is animated love story. Two dogs. <laughs> but it's just like watching this guy, watching this guy like become super vulnerable with like in a space that is not his, and getting close to these these animals, specifically this octopus, and then like kind of taking the lessons that he's learned underwater back into his own life with his children and with his family. It is just strangely beautiful. Don't watch it high. <laughs> Sure. But it is like one of the most emotionally gripping things I've ever seen. And it's not long. Okay. Oh. Uh, you, you've sold I don't want to say a lot. It's just really fucking good. It's 85 minutes and it's beautiful. All right. Yeah. And if you like Planet Earth or anything like that, you'll like it. I do. The series it's or great. Planet? Sorry. Uh, the series. I don't really care for the planet. I do like the series a lot. All right. Let's move. Let's, let's do some more of these. These one-offs. Let's just like let's plow through these. Um, yeah, Tiggs, you got a thousand. I got a bunch. The burnt artery is not good. Um, it's it's a, a guy is well. Um, so Mick Jagger hires a guy to steal a painting uh, from Donald Sutherland. Basically. What? <laughs> um, this came out in the in this year. Yep, this is like Mick Jagger's first time acting in like thirty years. It shows, um, and it's 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 kind of boring and not great. It's I don't know. Now, um, could 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 he get no uh, painting or oh whatever? Boy. Oh wow, we got to wow. start Alex up on this one. Um, so the thing about your mind is that you're the only one who thought of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's kind of boring. Um, I don't it, like I at this point I've watched it like a month and a half ago, and I've already forgotten most of what's going on in this thing. Um, next, he, yep, next. Uh, Rogue. Anyone? Anyone have any interest Rogue? in Rogue? Uh, so it's that's... a Megan Fox. Nope. 
that that's Megan Fox action film uh, where you know she is like a, um, she's the leader of like a, a, a squad that, that are going in to go and rescue some some girls that have been captured. Um, but in the same place, uh, these people also captured a lion, I think. And then the lion gets out and starts killing everybody. <laughs> what? It, this is, seems insane. Um, it's it's kind of what? it's it's kind of great, um, and it's also the worst. But it's it's kind of great at times. Uh, I'll say that much. It's um, you know what is how do we see this? Um, you can rent this in a bunch of places. I think it's like a six ninety nine rental or something like that. Uh, I'll say like. The biggest problem with Rogue, which is going to be very weird that I have like a you know single problem with it, is that you know that when you're watching it or when you're watching a bad movie that you know the the creators or the actors they're making a bad movie and they like ham it up. You're just like, well, this isn't that fun um, because you obviously know that you're doing something bad. And then there's also times where you're watching a bad movie and you're just everyone's taking it so super seriously. You're just like, oh my god, like you're making a bad movie. Well, well why are you guys like so like? being like acting like this is like some Shakespearean thing and this kind of does both at different times <laughs> um, yeah all right um it, yeah i don't know if you can see it for free for it's it's it might be worth it i don't know it's it's all right um ava jessica chastain's action flick basically right um so I, I went into this being like Jessica Chastain in a peppermint sold. Um, yeah. yeah. Except it's more like Jessica Chastain in like a red sparrow. Um, uh, so, uh, no. so peppermint is like light and fun and dumb and stuff like that. And the, and red sparrow is just like overly serious in a terrible movie. And this goes into that. Like it, it's, it's convoluted. It takes forever. It's super boring. Um, Taylor directed it. What else did he direct? Ma. Oh. Don't make me drink alone. <laughs> and and like also like the help. But you know, Ma. Ma, there we go. Yeah. Um watch Ma. Ma's a better movie. Yeah. Everyone watch Ma. Yeah. Um and then finally, No Escape. By the director of Escape Room. <laughs> what? Not, so hold on, not Escape Room 2019, Escape Room 2017. Just in case anyone was uh, wondering which Escape Room this was. So so then this won't be, this, this has nothing to do with the Escape Room that's going to have a sequel at the end of this year. Nope, yeah. This is, this is, this is nothing okay. to do with that one, which is why I bet they had to call it No Escape instead of Escape Room 2, because no one cared about that Owen Wilson movie, and they probably can't get the right which, to Escape Room 2. <laughs> Also, which 2017 escape room? The one with Skeet Ulrich or the one without Skeet Ulrich? <laughs> I think it's the one. You might not find this movie under the name Escape Room. It's also being called Follow Me. Yes, it was also called Follow Me. Yes. Um, so No Escape is, you guessed it, about an escape room. Um, so like a, a YouTube personality who really wants to get scared he's just like i've done everything and uh his friends basically set up that uh he's gonna fly to russia to go to the most intense escape room ever um and that is the premise of this movie i gotta say uh kind of enjoyed it <laughs> um, okay uh forrest whitaker's kid you know does a pretty good job in this movie <laughs> oh what <laughs> what um it, it, you you everything about this is telegraphed to the quote unquote like surprise ending that you're expecting. You're like, no, nah, I know exactly where this is going. Um, but still, like there there's decent amounts of like horror in it and decent amounts of tension in it. If you were to buy into the fiction that it's trying to sell you, um, it's like an hour and a half, and you know uh, it's probably the best of these movies that I watched by myself um, on this podcast. <laughs> One one twenty eight, not bad. There you go. As Clark, right. he's actually not Forrest Whitaker's son. We've gotten that wrong constantly. Really? Yeah, his last name just happens to be Whitaker, and he has a teeny bit of a wonky eye, which makes it confusing. <laughs> and he was in Black Panther with him as the young Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of things. It's, it's... Oh, he's from the Purge TV show. Yes, he is. Yes. Oh, cool. man. That oh. leaves one other single movie to go to. 
Oh, man. Is this my time to shine? Alex, tell me about it's Guest House. It's time to talk. <laughs> okay. No, this is going to shine, baby. Um, so this movie is uh, a newly engaged couple's buys their dream house, but it comes in small and small catch, a perennial, perennial party animal who lives in the guest house. Um, Alex, Starring. You see me, you, and Dupree? Um, sounds like that. Except if, instead of Owen Wilson, it was none other than the weasel, Polly Shore. <laughs> Guys, this is the uh, new Polly Shore movie that came out a couple weeks ago. Oh my god. It's... <sighs> So, <laughs> I have no questions. <laughs> um, okay, okay, please. please. All right, let, let me tell you real quick. Um, it's got Billy Zane as um, the dad of the the girl and the couple, and he's like really evil for no reason. Um, it's got Steve O as the head of a skateboard company. Maybe he makes his entrance into the movie, um, skateboarding through a glass uh, door. Um, Chris Kattan is in it. Um, he plays a mentally, <laughs> he plays, uh, I believe a mentally challenged, uh, delivery man who, um, the female lead, uh, tries to have sex with while on Molly. Uh, Bobby Lee is in this. Um, he, for a while, just sits in a sex swing naked. Uh, it's got Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> it's got the guy from, uh, Workaholics, Montez. I've called the cops. They're on the way to your house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this movie is so bad. Ever like it, it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's like a trying to be a gross out comedy of like him and this couple going at it uh, with them wanting him to leave and him wanting to stay and ruining their lives. Um, there's no jokes. Um, it's an example of a joke is I, I'm on my uh, oh I'm the collector of artifacts that's Tommy Lee's sex swing uh, another is I'm on my dating app chubby chasers these are jokes that they like wait for like laugh lines for um, it's uh, yeah this is like if you thought like modern day Adam Sandler movies were bad. Um, this I, I think gives a this gives them a run for their money. Not gonna lie, I'm kind of my interest is piqued by the next the Adam Sandler movie that's coming out like in the next week and a half. No. What what's this Adam Sandler movie that's coming out the next week? Cubie uh, Halloween. Cubie Halloween. What? He's like a Halloween guy. He has to save Halloween. You know. Has yeah. has. Has Adam Sandler become the new Ernest? Is that what we're saying right now? <laughs> yeah, you know what? He has better than it bought in. Do not, do not disparage Jim Varney on this podcast, though. I will say that right now. <laughs> uh, well, better than it being Polly Shore because that, that uh, is fair. Um, and guys, spoiler alert: at the end, it turns out it was his house that he grew up in the whole time, and that's why he was. Being so uh, difficult because he was sad. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no, they just say it in the last like two seconds. It's literally in the last minute that they're. It's this movie's nonsense. It's terrible. Okay. Wow. Well, let's move on then, shall we? To the final documentary of the day, Class Action but- Park. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be Guest House again. I thought. Oh God. <laughs> The documentary making of Guest House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Polly Shore's name in is, is Randy Cockfield, and he spends uh, about two minutes just explaining the joke. <laughs> I'm not okay, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm going to watch Guest House now. All right, Class Action Park. Let's do it. On HBO. Uh, it's a now. documentary that focuses. It's a documentary that focuses on a dangerously legendary water park, and yep. slew of injuries and crimes, along with child safety concerns. So this park closed. So Action Park closed in '96. I remember the commercials. Yep. Did anyone? Did any one of they, us it looked, ever go? It looked I, like the coolest place on the planet, but I never went because by the time I 
was like an open age where if you really want to go, it was gone. I was 12. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. yeah, I think I, rem- I I have like a vague memory of asking my parents like, we go to Six Flags, can we go to this too? And my parents are just like, no, just like, no, just to be. Yeah, I know. I know one person that's gone, uh, and they said they got hurt. It's not surprising. You're talking about Chris. No, yeah, no. The uh, the- it doesn't give like percentages at any given point, but I think it's safe to say, like anecdotally speaking, if you went to Action Park. You've got hurt in yeah. some fashion. It just it was it just happened. Uh, but no, I remember as a kid knowing, like wanting to go, but or like when I was like ten, wanting to go, but my parents were like, no, like yeah. we go. To, we're a Six Flags family. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was my yeah, it was my yeah experience. brand loyalty. It was like we can either go there yeah, or we can go to Playland like, and Rye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so boring. Oh, but they yeah, I think this uh, it does a good job of like balancing like the parts of it that are just like, hey, this is how it was actually kind of fun, or this is how it was actually kind of fucked up, uh, and this is yeah. this is actually a investigation of like latchkey kid culture of like the '80s and early '90s, and then yeah. um, this place is really fucked up, and someone died, and let's investigate what that actually. Yeah, so the latchkey I, I, I will... culture thing, I, I would almost say like it's about New Jerseyans. More than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I, I will really say that my, my, my kind of problem with it is that sometimes without any main character, because like the obviously the owner is dead, so they couldn't really follow him around. Yeah. Um, uh, so like, there's no real characters for them to follow a lot of the times. And then there's um, there's, so there's, like, was... there's older footage of his son. But I don't know yeah. if his son is still. I don't know where his son is, or if they just like declined to be in the movie or whatever. Um, but I thought yeah. that getting something recent from him would have been like really great. Yeah, character. all the footage of him is 2013, so you know they probably like paid for that footage, um, but don't actually have him speaking. So it's it's a little one sided. I still found it entertaining. Oh though, yeah, just oh, like it having flaws from a documentary standpoint, even like. Like, the, the point I really, uh, I guess, kind of identified is, I mean, obviously, everyone loves Christian, but he's talking about, like, being a child of the 80s and, like, you know, really having very minimal supervision. It's like, you you get to school on a, on a Monday, and you're like, yeah, we went to this abandoned uh, yeah. asylum, and it was sick, and we found these Nazis, and we fought these Nazis. What did you do? Like, I went to, like, other than three more. Both of those things could exist in like that time frame, and that's that is fucking right. I feel like Gethard really does elevate this movie. Like Gethard's stories of, uh, throughout the entire. Oh movie. yeah. Like I mean, he I feel like by the end of it, it's more oh. him than anyone else. It is. Oh yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, this documentary is at its. It's at its like strongest when it's just telling you crazy shit and letting you react to it. Like, that's kind of the most fun part about it is them just being like, and this crazy ride was just thrown together and they were giving people $100 to just try it out. <laughs> oh my God, and I was yeah. like, that's insane. Yeah. That ride, the loop, the loop, the Sonic the Hedgehog looking loop ride. Yep. Dude, it, I, I would want to, that would be. Russ, you would totally have gone on that. <laughs> I would have, and it would have ended Poorly. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you would have been obsessed with this place. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I just needed to be a little bit older. I also would have died to work there. Imagine being one of those teenagers. Oh. That's the greatest job in the whole world. I, I think that my, yeah. my favorite moment, which was towards the end, is when they're like talking about Action Park and and someone's like, oh yeah, and the spirit of it is held today in Fire Festival, and then they like cut together. It's like, fuck Fire Festival. They give people a fucking cheese sandwich. The, the Action Park gave you exactly what they said they were going to give you. Yeah, that's, that's the really... That was the best. In that moment. Like, they never... No one ever lied to you that No one ever sold you, like, like, place was... You could go do whatever the fuck you want and act how you want, and there are some rides that everyone knows are broken and and you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And it never if you die, that shit's on you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but and then like Not the actual like, the stories about 
the owner and just like all of the sleazy shit that he was doing and then all and like like coming up getting like the family of, of like the, the 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 son who died yeah. there that was all i found that all to be like super powerful especially like the first cut when you don't actually oh, know yeah. who like the mother is when someone's just I, like, well, yeah was great and then she's just like he was a fucking yeah. asshole i was like whoa who is this lady let's hear more from her that 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 probably comes up 35 minutes before her actual section of the yeah. film and i think it's oh smart and before she before they even cut back to her like that that's just the one time you see her and i was like is that just like is that just a resident or something and then like when you actually get her story it, it, it's it's heartbreaking it's crazy yeah and to be clear this is the family of one of several fatalities yes yeah they, then they start going through a couple right. of fatalities after that but like i think that was was that the first or the first i believe is the first part. yeah, yeah. Gethard's line about the about dying in a wave pool is incredible <laughs> yeah he he really brings a lot of like the the humor to this like in those kind of talking head sections it's really good which is yeah. tough because this movie has to no, like negotiate uh, dealing with a man who is, sounds objectively terrible, who <laughs> let people die and having to contend with all of that. So they like have to also be funny. He does a really good job of like making this lighter. It, I could see this going like the the HBO the HBO like uh, oh, like yeah. the Vow if anyone's watching that where it's like a true expose. Right, but it like, like chooses to have a little bit more fun. Like yeah, they really both... could have went into the whole like you know like oh yeah they they didn't report the death because they said he was like a worker there and he, but he hadn't actually worked there for years oh, and they had like all these reasons for not actually reporting it like they could have like done a deep dive yeah. into all that stuff. Um, yeah, the, the the takeaway that the kind of bummer of it that you feel is that by the end of it you're just I would just found myself annoyed that they didn't have more actual footage of the park. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 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 Oddly enough, a lot of it's taken from like a old, early MTV like yes. sort of segment. So that much of it was from that oh. Headbangers Ball like episode where they went to Action <laughs> Park, <laughs> which is pretty funny. That was which, yeah. To be fair, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Like uh, I enjoyed it overall. Like it's, I, it's I definitely a... enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I. I wonder like how much of it also has to do with well, our age and like our the area in which we grew up and like actually knowing about this place um yeah i i would highly recommend watching it though it was, it was, yeah it was great and if i could go back in time i would have 100 percent gone and it would have been how could you not go like it sounds so sick yeah speaking of I mean... sounding sick I'm thinking of ending things, but not the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. Well, just to be clear, we're probably it, it, it's and it's pointless to even rust down it because it, oh, what would a what would a fucking synopsis of this movie be? Yeah, exactly. We're gonna get really into details and spoiler stuff. So if you want to hop off, this would be the last thing on the podcast. Hop off now. Um, if you want to know like where to find us, listen to another episode. It would be a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Or just like, uh, go to the end and rewind like thirty seconds. That's probably everything. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, keep an eye out on Netflix, and everyone should watch. Uh, I'm very excited for uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Oh, what that? wait, what is that? Vampires vs. the Bronx. It has very big um, attack the block energy. Sounds awesome. It's about a bunch of like a bunch of kids living in the Bronx, and vampires start trying to gentrify it. Ooh. That sounds amazing. That I gotta watch this. Also, Weathering With You is very good. Um, all right. Let's get into it. I'm thinking of ending things. Lots uh, of car rides. I guess, I, I guess if, if not more. Um, yeah. I think the He's only a- thing I could say that, that would be worthwhile knowing ahead of time is it's Charlotte Kaufman, so it's weird. Yep. Yeah, I, I've read the book. Yeah. Well. I read the book like two years ago-ish. It's... It is very good, and I think they do a good job. And it is just a complete and utter like this. I think this phrase gets around, but this is a fever dream of a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I think I, I mean for me personally, I think in the best way possible. Yes, um, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I think I think I think yeah. So, so uh, I, there's like it the, I don't think I loved. It. I think I liked. 
I like it a lot. Um, yeah. I, the, yeah. Uh, the, oh man, where to even begin with this thing? I, we do a good job of like hiding a couple details and like telling you about them and then not telling you about others. Like I loved when she recites that poem and yeah. then finds out that it's it's in a book of his. Yeah. And then one of the other books they show like a big Pauline Kale book. Yeah, and, and then, then she recites the the yeah. review verbatim. The movie review she's reciting is a Pauline Kale movie yep. review, and they never call it out. Right. And, and then, and <gasps> oh they also my god, that's amazing! Like um, they they talk about Walt Whitman, they talk about um, uh, David yeah. Wallace, and those books are also in uh, his his room. His and room. Then, and then the very end, when um, when he's giving the speech. It's it's verbatim the speech from the end of a beautiful mind, which was also a DVD in his room. Uh, it's it's and they do like I love all the the that weird like she's just like this weird idolized version of a girl he just never yeah. he tried to talk to and failed and has made up this whole thing that yeah. she's well, like. I, I, I mean, did he did even talk to her? Like, I, I feel like it's not even. I think that I, concrete. I don't, I don't think that, that, yeah. I, I think that she's completely fig, uh, she's she's completely a figment of the imagination from I, I, like all these other people. No, I I, I think it's kind of kind of thing where you just see a girl and just imagine what a relationship with them. I'll, would be. I'll also be honest. My thought by the end of it was so I, I think that you're supposed to take away that like he is the janitor in the school, yeah. right? Yeah, I, 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 yes. But my other thought is that this isn't the janitor's daydream. It's actually the daydream of the car that is still around and like trying to rev its engine during the final credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, cause I thought when she, she does sort of break a little bit and she starts talking about how, like I thought what was real when she was like, so he kept saying these things that were like so off putting and I just, and, and like, I thought that was the real part, but what was fake was she was like, well, it was really shitty, but you know what? I tried to keep talking to him anyway. I think like, yeah, think what was real that she started a conversation with him he was awful at it and that's it i i was pretty convinced from no, but, the beginning that she was a figment of his imagination from the yeah like, from the, her inner dialogue and him and him hearing it because there was three different meetings uh things yeah. and that's why i thought that they never even met or i mean it's never been projection of anyone he's met uh, because it's just him like internalizing different things like the movie that he wa- saw like like doing like like taking that in and then just other stuff or just imagining what it would be like to meet someone this way uh, I don't know I'm probably completely wrong on everything I, I only watched this uh, a day ago uh, or two oh, ago it's like part. this is a movie that I want to rewatch after watching Oklahoma and after watching yes the influence and after reading another book i want to return to this movie again <laughs> um, there, there is a lot of oklahoma in this and a lot of like allusions to oklahoma i mean besides you know the song being from oklahoma at the end and, and the entire sure. sequence being like basically the the dream sequence from oklahoma and then mentioning oklahoma uh, there there are a lot of like um parallels to be seen to um to the play and um, oddly enough like the 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 Wallace essays, like there is the one that they mentioned. I, I didn't notice any other allusions to that. Um, and I, I need to start reading some Walt Whitman is what this comes down to. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I, Cause I, I, again, I feel <laughs> I'm so going to be wrong on everything. A couple years on that mm. Tony Collette, once again, gives an incredible She's, performance in the most Holy shit. And like, yeah. There's Her and like, David Thewlis are amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, David Thewlis plays a cartoon vulture in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, there's something about those scenes when she's just walking through the house that it's just... I felt like I was at like a sleep no more or something that like like one of those like interactive theater things. Like I, I felt like like it's the way that you kind of go in and out of everything. I thought it was like it's such. I, I thought it was just done so well. Like just yeah. and, and the, the way everything is shot in this, 
is yeah. I think like so beautiful. It's <laughs> oddly like. I... Go ahead. Um, I was going to say just I like the detail of the dog he kind of makes appear because it's also yeah. almost, it's because the dog is so has so many repetitive motions and, and is like always seen doing the same thing. It portrays that like he has little to no memory of owning this dog and yet he thinks it would be cool if he had one. It would yeah. impress a girl. And I love that the dog shaking basically. Yeah. Like no sense memory of it except like a bad smell and like that one motion and he's just like he keeps bringing it up it's like like watching his go ahead Al sorry continue no 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 no. I was gonna go on different I was gonna say like as that's going on and watching his parents age and skip through different ages while you're seeing like him age in different ways is like oh (laughs) such a fucking gut punch yeah Um, I, I feel like this movie is like it's almost lynchian but in a much more digestible yeah. fashion like like uh, if it was a lynch film like there like you would almost like want to stop watching whereas i feel like the entire time like you're just like okay this i i, I don't know what's going on but like i'm enjoying watching this <laughs> and i love the films of david lynch but it's all it's it's not quite there it's not quite to like that level of lynchian i think it's kind of like um, mother, in the sense that I think the sooner you glob on to what it's doing, the more enjoyment you get out of the movie. If you're waiting oh, a late yeah. reveal, you're going to hate it. I feel like, yes, there there was a part of me that thought, like, I wonder if they're going to do the late reveal, but at the same time, I was thinking about I was thinking about Mother, like, after I watched it, and and how much I, like, dislike that movie compared to what this movie is doing. <laughs> It's too bad I love Mother. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Aronofsky, um, give up the rights to Perfect Blue so I can watch it again. Um, anyway, yeah, Russ, you've been you, you've been quiet. I think we lost him. Oh, did we lose Russ? All right, well then that. Oh, okay. That makes a lot I, more sense. Well, or was he? Or oh god, was there never so Russ? Was he just a pre- did we maybe just see him somewhere and the idea of Russ permutated into our minds? Oh my and... God. Is Antebellum a good movie? And we were just, we created this, <laughs> this oh person God. to <laughs> make us feel better about our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, I think that like, I think that one of my favorite scenes is them going to like, uh, get those like slushies or whatever. Uh, oh, Tulsi Town! Which... Yeah, the Tulsi Town. Yeah, <laughs> is that a real thing? No, no. Okay. I, in my head, was... I kept thinking of Tulsi Gabbard. Ever since it, it was originally going to be like Dairy Queen, I think, but he, they couldn't get the rights to it. Oh my god! And the Zemeckis part—that was hilarious. Oh, right. so good. Have I returned? There yes. he is. You never. Okay, my wife. What are you talking about? My wife. My wife. I dropped out. Oh, um, I was like, wow, these assholes keep talking over me. <laughs> Man, now who would Alex. be paranoid about something like that? Right? <laughs> and now I don't remember what a lot of my points was, but uh, when Pete was talking about Mother, I said that similar to this movie, like, I left Mother, I left Mother thinking, like, okay, I don't know that, that, that I liked it, but it was interesting, and then it sat with me for a little bit, and it crawled in my brain a little longer, and then by the end of it, I think Mother's a good movie. And this, I think, was a little bit more sure of itself, so I ended it when it was good, when it was over. And I think as time goes on, this is going to become one of those movies that climbs on my list as the year goes on, as opposed to like once that hit it right off the top. Right. But I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I think everyone in this gives a great performance. Like, Jesse Plemons, uh, every time he, like, yeah, he's great. Uh, and just, yeah, Tony Collette, like, so good. give that woman an award. Uh, yeah, Jesse, the same thing. Jesse Buckley is incredible. Oh, my God, yeah. She's really good too. I don't, well, I've never seen her before, I don't think. She's in yeah. Wild Rose was kind of her big thing Which last one? year. She's in what? Wild Rose. I never saw that. Mm. Oh, okay. 
That's a thing I didn't see. And I think that she was like it was. She's in Fargo this year. Brie Larson was cast in that role or something like that. I don't know. Oh, she's in. She's in uh, Chernobyl. Yeah. Another one I need to watch. She's pregnant in Chernobyl. Yeah, for a really bad time, watch Chernobyl. Okay. (laughs) I I I actually haven't. I'm watching it. I was gonna watch Chernobyl instead of this the other day. And I chose this, and I'm like, oh, I don't know which one ends up being more of a downer. I don't think this is necessarily a downer. I agree. No, it's, yeah. Hey, make, make, some, make, make some agency and some, have some agency control of your life and make some decisions and, you know, do some stuff because yeah. you might, otherwise you might end up dead and alone having never done a goddamn thing. Which so great is, is he dead by the end? I, so. of that. See, I thought he wants to die. Right. I thought he's just sad and wants to die. He's like, he's tr- basically like trying to hypothermize himself in the car at the end, which I think is a, is That's... actually happening. But then, yeah. But then the he's... car is trying to start up by the end of it, which makes me think that he's still like at the very end of the credits is just the car attempting to start. Well, it's, I don't know. Because like, I thought he saw, like, he sees himself as that pig who just got eaten because it was just lying on its side forever. Right. That just died because it did nothing. Yeah. I think I, 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 for there's part of me that does think that, like, he comes to the realization with enough time to, I don't know. It, it, it's really that last bit of the car that I've that I've been like sh- thinking of over in my mind of like is this how much does yeah. this mean to the narrative? All right, yeah. Oh man! Wow. Watch this movie if you haven't. Yeah, watch the movie if you haven't. Um, and watch Class Action Park. And no escape. I don't know. Anyway, and watch Guest House while you're at it. You it's can find us on the web at moviepodcast.com. You can find Russ everywhere on social media as Russ Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd as Pete, Peter Petey. Yeah. All right. Now. You can find me on Letterboxd Strava as Johnny Tiggs. Alex, I never remember your thing. It's, I think we've solved this a while ago. <laughs> I, I, all right. So Alex doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> yeah. now it makes sense. Alex is the Russ. But Russ was... Oh, I'm getting a call, you guys. <laughs> oh, man. All right, and you can find. Thank you all for being here with me. Thank you all for listening, and you'll find us next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Late.